You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. We are back on The Pipeline Show. We're going to turn on the 2020 Draft Spotlight. Uh, we're going to do it twice in this week's episode. And the first time, we're going to head out to the Penticton Bees, and uh, we're going to chat with one of their star forwards, uh, Danny Waite. Uh, welcome to The Pipeline Show. Danny, how are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Uh, it's great to be here, and I'll uh, talk about the season. So I'm excited. Well, I appreciate you making the time. I know it's a busy time. Yeah, the V's coming off a, a game last night, and you got one tomorrow night as well. Uh, last night's game didn't go your way, but a really tough battle with uh, the team you're neck and neck with in the division. How'd it go? Well, obviously, I know it didn't go well, but uh, what went wrong for you guys last night against Salmon Arm? Yeah, um, we didn't come out with two points, but uh, we uh, we played really well. We uh, stuck with our systems, uh, got pucks deep. Uh, we were physical. We just uh, didn't get the two points, but I think there's a lot of positives coming out of the game, and um, we weren't sagging our head after the game. We uh, we were came out with a lot of positives, so uh, we plan again this Friday, and hopefully it's a different story, but uh, now we're just getting rest, and I'm looking forward to the game. So, Well, so far this year, it's been a good season for the Vs, and that's nothing new. This is a, a franchise that's uh, one of the perennial powerhouse uh, teams in the BCHL, but uh, you're new to the league. Um, maybe take me through what your expectations were coming into this year. How, how how much you knew about the BCHL and about the V's in particular? Yeah, um, I didn't know too much. I wasn't really familiar with uh, the league coming from the states, but uh, it's, it's been great. It's been everything I expected. Um, I mean, every team's so good. Uh, it's it's a great league, and um, travel's nice and easy. It's not too bad, so it's it's been great. Uh, Penticton's been awesome. The city is great. I mean, the the people here are great. They love hockey, so. Uh, yeah, I couldn't ask for more. The league's been great, and you know everyone loves hockey in Canada, so it's uh it's cool coming back to Canada for a little bit just to uh, test it out and see it. Yeah, it's a pretty nice part of North America to to be uh, playing in, especially uh, when it comes January and you kind of get out of winter for the most part, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, what led you to Penticton? You, you said you weren't all that familiar with the team or with the league, yet you ended up there. So how did that happen for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Freddie just Freddie Harbinson just recruited me and. Um, kind of just got me familiar with it, and I uh, took a visit and saw the facilities, and it was just it was just couldn't turn it down. It's uh they have world class facilities here at Penn, and um yeah, just the coaching staff and the players they were bringing in, I just knew that it was gonna be a really good year, and um just try, trying to come out of here with a championship. So it's been great so far, and we're just gonna try to keep it going. Well, yourself, uh, Jay O'Brien is there as well, former first round pick of the Philadelphia Flyers, played a little college hockey last year. I don't know if you guys crossed paths at all uh, on your way to uh, Penticton, uh, if you played together in the past or anything like that, but some familiarity there with you. And I know there's been other Americans who have gone to Penticton in the past. So it's it's not exactly like you're uh, blazing a trail. Um, does that help, knowing that there's mm-hmm. been other guys who are in your shoes who have taken the same path? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um uh, Cade Weber is also on our team. He was uh, drafted by Carolina. He was right. uh, he played a bunch of games last year with our uh, the national team with us. So uh, yeah, it was good having him here. And uh, yeah, Jay, I kind of knew Jay from uh, just summer skates and kind of just, just around hockey. So I knew him and uh, Tristan Amante. Uh, so just, yeah, those guys. It was easy. Uh, it was an easy change coming here having those guys there. But I mean, uh, our whole team's great. If they weren't there, it's, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, we got a bunch of good guys and. Bonded really well, so yeah, these guys are all great. So been good. Big difference in uh, the the level of competition at all from last year. I mean, you played with the U.S. program. You get to play that split schedule where you're playing a bunch of games in the USHL and a bunch against 
uh, college teams, Division One teams, and then that international uh, component as well. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that's a really unique sort of situation for for a player to go through this year with, in the BCHL. Is it does it feel different in any way? Um, no. I'm, I mean, it's the same. It's, it's just hockey. Um, I mean, last year we, we we played probably around sixty games, and it's the same this year. We're playing a lot of games, so right. Um, you just kind of take it, take it day by day and game by game, and uh, it's it's pretty easy when you do it like that. But uh, I think it's it's fun it's fun being in a league with uh where where you play every game in, in a league and not kind of go back and forth and have all those exhibition games. So it's kind of fun this year being in a league and having standings and all that stuff. Uh, it gets you up for every game, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's been fun. Danny Waite of the Penticton V's is my guest here on the Pipeline Show in our 2020 Draft Spotlight segment. And uh, Danny, what we like to do in this part of the show is let my audience kind of get to know somebody that's in your position being a draft-eligible player. And uh, I would have had you on last year. I actually tried to get as many of you guys on uh, from the program uh, as I could last year, and uh, there were just so many requests on such a ridiculously deep team that it didn't happen. So I'm I'm glad I was able to get you uh, this year. so for the benefit of the audience, a lot of people will, well, I think a lot of people, especially where I am in Edmonton, will know who your dad is, but not be as familiar with Danny Waite. Uh, so let's get a bit of background. Yeah. Uh, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Oh, uh, yeah. So I was, uh, I was born in Edmonton, Alberta when my dad was playing on the Oilers. And, um, I was actually, I was just there for two weeks and then <laughs> he got traded to St. Louis. So packed the stuff up and, uh, headed to St. Louis when I was about two weeks old. And then, um, Started my minor hockey there in St. Louis with the uh, Junior Blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up there for about seven years and then bounced around to Carolina and Anaheim. Um, and then moved to New York when I was about 10 and uh, played for the Junior Islanders there for about six years. And then uh, two years ago, I moved to uh, uh, Plymouth, Michigan for the uh, development team. So that was, that was a really cool experience to, to do that. And um, yeah, now I'm here. So it's been a cool experience with my, have my dad, uh, moving a bunch of places and being a pro hockey player and yeah. getting to travel with him. Yeah. So it's been cool. Be- because you were actually born in Edmonton, you were only here for a couple of weeks, as you said. I think the Oilers were uh, out in the first round that year, and then, then your dad was yeah. uh, moved on to St. Louis. But because you were born here, do you actually have dual dual citizenship? Yep, I'm a dual citizen. Wow, yeah. look at that. All right. Yeah, sneaked it out. Yeah. You, obviously, Doug Wade is uh, uh, one of the uh, fan favorite uh, Oilers of the past, uh, and I am here in Edmonton, so I would have to uh, ask you a little bit about that and uh, getting to play and grow up uh, for a former uh, Oilers star like that. Do you think that gives you a bit of an advantage you know, when it comes to uh, development uh, for for hockey? Having that mindset, I mean, you have a not just a coach in your house, but you know, one of the best Edmonton Oilers of the past thirty years. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I- obviously an advantage um he has such a good hockey mind that whether it's him doing video with me after a game or him just going over stuff that i need to do better uh i just i soak it all in and really listen to him and yeah it helps me a lot and um yeah it's been great having him and all, all the experiences that he went through and everything he went through and i was kind of there to to watch that and uh, experience that that was cool and taught me a lot so he's been great for me and yeah i, I i'm so lucky to have him the natural question would be how often do you get asked, uh, you know, if you have similar traits or, you know, are you comparable to your dad? And that's a tough one to answer because he was such a an accomplished yeah. NHLer. But I guess I'll ask the question too. Do you see any similarities in the way you two play? Yeah. Um, I think we're, uh, we both see the ice really well and both have, uh, good hands. That's probably our uh, strongest traits. So, uh, I think obviously he had a, at this time he had a little better hands than I had, but. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna keep working and try to uh 
get to where he was. So, uh, yeah. Before you got to the program, did you know playing for the U.S. program was something you you always wanted to do, or how did that come about for you that opportunity? Because I know it's it's uh, you know there's only 25 guys or so a year that get that opportunity, and you you got to be part of a, a pretty special group. Yeah, um, yeah, I was I had my mindset on making that team for my whole life, pretty much. Uh, that was that was the goal. Um, just my dad playing on. USA Olympic teams and all that just I don't know just really made me want to wear the USA crest and make that team so uh yeah that was a big goal of mine and I made it and uh that was huge and uh yeah I was pumped about that and yeah what was <laughs> it, a, it was it a tough roster to be a part of in, in one way because I mean you're uh what there was two or three guys who didn't get drafted from that team and you, you happen to be one of them mm-hmm. um yeah, but it was such a deep team that I imagine there were guys playing on the fourth line. You might have been one of them. I, I don't know who on any other team would have been a, a second or a first line guy. But because of how deep that team was, maybe you didn't get the the opportunity you would have elsewhere. Was it at all tough in from that perspective? Yeah, yeah, it, it was tough for sure. Um, being on that deep of a team. I mean, you, you had we had six first round forwards, so yeah. that's half the forwards in your team going in the first round. So yeah, of course it's tough, but. Um, I didn't really look at it like that. Um, just kind of look at it where you have practice against these, the best players in the world. You practice against them every day. You get better like that. Um, all the facilities, they're world class. I mean, working out every day. So I think I just tried to take advantage of the time there. And so I wasn't getting a lot of ice time. Uh, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was just trying to get stronger and get better. Uh, kind of prepare myself for next year when I have more of a, uh, more of a spot, like you said. So um, I'm just going to try to take advantage of that now. And that's where you are now with Penticton, where you are one of the go-to guys. You're second in team scoring right now with 30 points in 24 games. I gotta feel like you're you're pretty happy with the way things have gone so far for you. And are you do you feel like you're getting a little bit more attention, uh, a little bit more spotlight time this year, and that you're draft eligible again? I know Central Scouting has you on their list. Uh, you feel like this year's going a little bit more according to plan? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say more according to plan. Um. I think that I'm just kind of, I'm just, I just kind of got put in a better situation. Um, and I'm getting some more ice time, but yeah, I, I just, I want to take the most of this opportunity and try to get drafted. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a good year so far. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been good. Uh, teams rolling and everyone on our team's clicking. So just try to keep this going so that we, uh, continue all of our successes. For those of us who haven't had a, a chance to watch you in person, um, how would you describe yourself as a player? Can you give us a, a bit of a self scouting report? Yeah. Um, I think I'm a, uh, I'm a pretty flashy, uh, skilled, uh, playmaker. Um, I have good hands. I have good vision. Uh, I'm good in low. I like to get to the net and, uh, I like to get physical and get chirpy on the ice. So kind of be an agitator. 11 goals right now, 19 assists. Do you see yourself more as a setup guy or, or a, a shooter? Uh, I, I think I'm, I think I'm pass first guy, but, uh, but I love getting that. I love scoring goals. So I'll never, I'll never turn down a goal. But I think I'm past first, yeah. One of the things I always uh, follow up when somebody tells me they're, as you just said, just said, pass first, how often the coach says, be a little bit more selfish, shoot the puck, because you can score. Yeah. Um, my coach tells me that a lot. Yeah. yeah. He tells me I got, he tells me I got a better shot than I, I give myself credit for. So, I should probably listen to him and take some more shots. <laughs> but when your, your natural instinct is to be that, that pass first guy, is it, is it tough to flick that mental switch to, to, uh, you know what? I gotta, I gotta shoot the puck more. Yeah. I, I think, I think for pass first guys, you kind of, you kind of need a lot of open space. Like when you want to shoot. 
So when guys are on you, you kind of want to pass. You don't want to shoot it. But uh, that's something you kind of, when you get to the next level, you got to learn that you just got to shoot pucks when guys are on you. You got to get it off quick. And um, I think that's something I got to work on too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough because I'm, I'm always looking to set someone up. I always want to be the guy dishing the puck out. So uh, yeah, it's tough, but should work on scoring too. So <laughs> they're both good. Speaking of the next level, uh, Boston College is your uh, NCAA Division One uh, school of choice. Uh, getting to play for Jerry Orca, I think that for a lot of people that would be the attraction right there. But uh, why was Boston College the right fit for you? Yeah, just just the coaching staff. Uh, all the guys there are so good. Uh, they have a lot of confidence in me, and they're uh, they're really good to me. So uh, yeah, just the coaching staff and the location. It's it's, re- it's right close to home, so that's that's cool too. I'm from New York, so it's about a three hour drive. So that's nice and uh. Just the school. It's a great school, great academic school, and great hockey school, obviously. And yeah, just great coaching staff. So I couldn't ask for more in school. I know. Really the, excited. I know there are some uh, former teammates who are at uh, BC right now, so you'll get to join them next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, Jay O'Brien going to BU next year. So uh, you know, you're good buddies right now, but you're mm-hmm. going to be butting heads next year. You guys talk about that already? Yeah, yeah. Whenever he gives me a bump in practice, he, he goes up to me and he says, "I'll see you in the bean pot next year." So uh, I always get a laugh out of that. Yeah, uh, we we know though. It'll be funny though, but uh, we'll see each other a bunch in, in Boston, so it'll be good. Now, now I know your dad went to Lake Superior. Was there any thought in following his footsteps, or did you always have it in your mind? You know what? I'm going to blaze my own trail. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I kind of, I don't know, just Boston. I just wanted to be in Boston, so yeah, that's that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. But I uh, know Lake Superior State's a good school too. But my dad really didn't have pressure on me to, to want to go to his school or anything like that. So okay. No uh, just a couple more for you, Danny. I appreciate your time. Is the draft on your mind much? Do you, do you, do you spend much time thinking about it? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. Uh, going through that process last year and not getting drafted was kind of was tough on me. Just kind of thought, just wanting to get picked so bad for a whole year and just not just not getting picked was pretty tough. So I think that's kind of just that's going on. And it's in the back of my head, and I'm not really going to think about it. Um, and that's. You know, it gets to the point where I'm going to get drafted and the draft's coming up, but I'm just not going to think about it until that. Because, uh, when you start thinking about that stuff, it just gets in your head and starts distractions and all that stuff. So I'm just going to think about the game and, uh, keep winning. Did you have a, a camp invite, uh, after, right after the draft? Most NHL teams had their, their sort of summer camps, uh, for their, their prospects. Did you have a, an opportunity to go to one of those? Yeah. I went to the, uh, the New Jersey Devils camp. So, okay. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. That experience was awesome. Uh, just being with all those pro guys and um, seeing how they go from day to day and how they lift and how they skate and all that stuff. Uh, it was great, yeah. And did that kind of ease the disappointment at all about not getting drafted? At least you know you're you're definitely on the radar for teams. Yeah, it, yeah, it did a little bit, but yeah. um, I mean, it, I wanted to get drafted. At the end of the day, like that's my goal, so uh, that, that's that. But it was really cool to get the invite. It was a great experience, and uh, yeah, that was that was a great week. So. But no, it's yeah. You want you want to get drafted, so that didn't really help it too much. But yeah, I hear you. Uh, lastly, uh, you you had a chance to to be around uh, a few NHL teams uh, growing up. Did you have a favorite NHL team as a kid? Um, I think wherever my dad was was at. That's sure. what I can remember. I was just <laughs> I would cheer for whoever he was with. Uh, so then obviously he was he was coaching the Islanders for the last three years before I was at the program, and um, yeah. So I, I was an Islanders fan for most of that time. But uh, I mean now I'm just kind of. I just like good games. I, I watch hockey, but I just like to see good games and like to watch the Leafs just because Matthews and Marner and Tavares and those guys. And, sure. Uh, yeah, I just like watching good hockey. Excellent. 
Well, Danny, listen, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way this year with the V's, and uh, certainly uh, expect things will go your way this year at the NHL Draft. Thanks for your time, man. Yep, thank you so much. Have a good one. Danny Waite to the Penticton V's, playing some really good hockey here, and mentioned it earlier in the show. Boy, what a difference a, a change of scenery can make for a player. Obviously, last year that U.S. team, the U18 squad, was so deep. Tough for a guy to uh, stand out on that squad. And uh, now he's getting an opportunity to play a lot more and in a lot more big situations. And he is definitely making the most of it. So I'd be uh, I'd be pretty surprised if he gets overlooked again in the 2020 draft. It's a goal his dad scored when he was a member of the Oilers against the Calgary Flames one year. Still one of the highlight reel goals that I remember I can picture vividly in my head. And uh, there was a time when I covered the uh, Edmonton Oilers, like was in the locker room and interviewed the players and stuff. Uh, but it was right after he left, and for about uh, I did it for about five years, I guess. Uh, but never really had a uh, an opportunity to, to interview Doug Waite. But but he but he's revered in Edmonton. He's still one of the most popular players who have worn uh, the uh, Oilers colors. We have one more segment to get to. Uh, it's a good one though. Twenty twenty draft spotlight once again. This time it's with a player named Joel Sexsmith. He is a Edmonton area kid. And if you're uh, from this area, you recognize the last name. And yes, he is John Sexsmith's son. He is now playing for the Red Deer Rebels. And uh, quite the story, uh, a bit of a health scare that he had that he's still dealing with now. But uh, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let him tell you the story. All of that coming up next here on the Pipeline Show. On the left side, pass over to Ashton. Oh, what a stop! Darcy Kemper, what a gutsy performance this evening at the NMAX Centrio. This is Cam Moon, voice of the Red Deer Rebels, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. Shattering hockey action continues this Sunday at Rogers Place. Your Edmonton Oil Kings take on the Brandon Wheat Kings. Don't miss your shot to see the WHL's most exciting team live. And cheer on Edmonton as they keep the fight alive for the top spot in their division. Oil Kings, Wheat Kings. Sunday afternoon at 4. Great family entertainment at Rogers Place starts at just $20 a seat. Save on day of game pricing now at oilkings.ca. 